0: Welcome to the Locked On Leaves podcast. One-stop shop for all things Leaves. I'm your host Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio. Also known as Al's brother from TSN's Overdrive. You can hit me up on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show as well at Locked On Leaves. If you like what's here today, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Leave a rating and review as well. That would be much, much appreciated. Uh, an interesting show today. so We're, we're going to talk a little bit of least content obviously. Um, Austin Matthews was uh, named to the EA Sports NHL 21 or 22 uh, cover for the second time in three years. I'm not exactly sure why they decided to go back to the well with Austin Matthews, but they are. A um, couple other Leafs things that I do need to uh, to touch on as well. That um, we'll also do some kind of spring cleaning, talking about what's going on uh, in the NHL, including uh, the Sabres' number one pick Owen Power electing the NCAA route for his. Uh, draft plus one year, as opposed to the NHL, which we haven't seen happen in quite some time. So I'll talk a little bit about that and why that may not necessarily be the worst thing. But uh, the biggest news, I guess, in the hockey world that we're going to start off with today is the Arizona Coyotes. And it looks like the city of Glendale will not be renewing their partnership with the Coyotes, uh, with the arena, at least, after this season. So they can play out the 21-22 seasons, but the 22 and 22 23 season, they're gotta find somewhere else to play. They've come out and they said that they want to stay in Arizona, they want to play within the state, but there's really not much like many options. Like they are already at Scottsdale, that didn't work. So they moved out to Glendale. That clearly is also not working. They've had attendance issues for a very long time. The next question is like, at what point do you actually start to think about relocation? I got a couple of cities in mind I'll talk about in just a moment. Before I get to that, because we may never see the relocation, uh, here is... Something that NHL, uh, the NHL, NHL.com tweeted this out, uh, basically as like a statement from Gary Bettman, it said, NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman said he expects the Coyotes will remain in the Phoenix area after the city of Glendale announced that it would not renew its operating agreement with the team at uh, Gila River Arena following this season. So Bettman is, is hoping to stay within Arizona, within Phoenix area, which obviously you would hope. That happens and Bettman has tried everything to keep a team there like almost everything you know like the NHL they bought the team at one point and owned it so that you know a different owner couldn't come and and relocate they bought it waited for somebody else to come buy the team and then they sold it to someone who said they'll keep it local and it stayed that way but now without an arena deal a year from now, which it, so they're not going to be able to build a new one either, which is going to be difficult. You can't build an arena in a year, and they got nowhere to play. This is going to be tough. I, I know Gary Bettman, um, you know, and and the Phoenix Brass want to stay in Phoenix. They want to stay in Arizona. Um, the the Yotes actually sent out a press release, which I will read to you in just one moment. Uh, Yeah, the Coyotes sent out a press release that says as follows, quote, we are disappointed by today's unilateral decision by the city of Glendale to break off negotiations on a multi-year lease extension agreement. We are hopeful that they will reconsider uh, a move that would primarily damage the small businesses and hard citizens of Glendale. So, they're they're playing the victim card, being like, hey, you do this, you're going to hurt the small Businesses and the citizens that work at the arenas. You know, it's going to suck for all people, not just uh, not just us. <laughs> Basically, what they're saying. Uh, he goes on to say, we remain open to. Uh, Restarting good faith in negotiation, good faith negotiations with the city. Most importantly, the Coyotes are 100% committed to finding a long term arena solution here in Arizona, and nothing will shake our determination to what is right for our organization, residents of the entire valley, and most important, our fans. Signed Xavier Gutierrez, president and CEO of the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, So it's. (laughs) <laughs> it's they they want to stay, obviously. That that is their preferred place to play, but I just don't know if I see it happening. Like it's already for years now, they've had one foot out of the city. The city is trying to push them out. Like Scottsdale said no thanks. Glendale says no thanks. Like there's not really many ranks out there for the coyotes, NHL standard ranks for the Coyotes to play at. I, I just I don't know what's gonna happen with this team. I know how much the NHL wants to have a team down there and, and I mean look at Austin Matthews is the perfect example about why having teams in non-traditional markets is important and works. It 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 just it does, right? A guy like Austin Matthews, where everyone else is out there playing baseball and football and basketball, he wanted to play hockey. You know, he grew up watching the the, the Phoenix Coyotes at the time play. You know, Keith Kachuk, Nikolai Habibull. And, you know, he watched these guys go out there and play hockey, and, and, and that sparked something in him, where if there was no hockey team there, and he didn't see people out there on skates, what are the odds that he plays? Maybe he plays soccer or basketball, or football. And the Maple Leafs don't have Rocket Richard winner Austin Matthews in their lineup this season. Right? So, like, I understand why the NHL wants to have these rinks stay in these markets. They don't want to quit. They don't want to quit on Phoenix. And I think, you know, Austin Matthews is that poster boy as to why it's important to stay there. But at the end of the day, it just doesn't seem like they have the... uh, They don't have the support from the city and don't really have the support from a lot of the fans. Do they have some diehard fans? Absolutely. Every every team has diehard fans. Atlanta had some diehard season ticket holders, and they still lost their team. Unfortunately, there's not enough passive hockey fans in that city, in that area, in that state, that are really keeping this team afloat. It probably doesn't help that they also are operating the way that they are and have such a terrible on-ice product. I, I don't know if that was factored into it, into the decision by the city. The fact that they say, "Look, if this team's not willing to put money into this team, and they're not willing to run a team properly, then we don't want them here anyway." Like, I don't. Maybe that was going on within the city of Glendale's, you know, at their board of governors meeting or whatever the heck gets called over there. I don't. I don't know. But relocation may be the necessary step here when it comes to the Arizona Coyotes. I'll probably end up getting on uh, Robin Leno, Robin Liano, who is our Locked On Coyotes man here on the Locked On Network. Probably get him on next week and kind of after things start to settle and some more information gets out there. This only broke a couple hours ago as of the recording of this, so I'm sure he's still gathering some intel, which is why I didn't want to bring him on. I want you know him to get the facts so he can answer the questions properly. Um, but we'll probably get him on next week sometime and see what exactly is is up in Arizona because uh, it's it's it doesn't look good. Doesn't look good. Tell you what, though, if they do relocate, I've got a couple of ideas, a couple of teams that they potentially could, or a couple cities that they could relocate to that I think would make a lot of sense, and um, why Lee fans should actually be somewhat excited about this happening. I'll tell you about that on the other side. You're listening to the Locked On Lee podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on your sports action. The NHL playoffs are in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline.ag. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on your sports needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action, and more. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest Information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign in today. Use a promo code locked on and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code locked on for 50% off your first deposit at betonline.ag. Betonline, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the Locked On Lease Podcast. Mike Stefano, the host of this program. So we're just chatting, uh, chatting about the Arizona Coyotes and uh, how they're in a sticky situation. They really have been for the last, I mean, since, honestly, since as long as I can remember. Like at least 15 years, it seems like they've been in a real tough spot. Uh, down in the Phoenix area, and it's it's they're on their last legs. You know, like if the Coyotes, I don't think the Coyote is part of the cat family. Maybe they are, but they're if they are, they're on their eighth life. Like they really are on their eight of nine lives, if that is the case. Are Coyotes cats? Maybe they are. I don't know. Nah, they're probably more so dogs. Anyways, know what I mean? They're uh, they're they are on their on the they 're on their deathbed at this point here between uh, the coyotes staying in arizona and if that happens, there are some teams, some cities who are just waiting with open arms to bring in a hockey team well, let 's chat about some of them so uh, there 's the obvious one that 's been bandied about, especially here locally in Toronto, bringing an extra team to the Gta. I think a lot of people assume that yes, Toronto could definitely house a second team here in this market, whether that be you know within the g t a whether it's in in Mississauga or uh maybe you do it in Brampton or you could even do it as as far as Hamilton perhaps if they can get some upgrades to the to the cops Coliseum over there and and, and make it n h l official but we'll have to see exactly what happens there, but um I think uh, I, I I I don't know if they're going to do that. There's there's many other teams who I think or in other cities who will probably end up getting an NHL team before Toronto gets a second one. Just because, eh, yes, Toronto could sell out arenas, but it, it's look at the end of the day, it's not really so much about the the tickets. It's not about the gate, the arena gate. It, it's about online. It's about TV eyeballs and you know jersey sales and all of that and. You're going to get it in Toronto from the Leafs anyways. People are going to buy jerseys regardless. They're going to buy tickets regardless. They're going to watch the games regardless. So that's going to happen. Whereas in other places, they could get, spark up brand new uh, TV partnerships and other media partnerships with other cities that don't have uh, an NHL team, that don't have many uh, sports teams or sports, you know, uh, other yeah, pro sports teams, I guess, would be the answer that I'm looking for. And, you know, the the team that I want to talk about that I think is probably up at the top of the list is Quebec City. Like, Quebec lost their team back in the 90s and went to Colorado. And even since then, they've been clamoring to get one back. And I, I, I don't know. Uh, everyone kind of thought that Quebec was going to be the next expansion franchise ahead of Seattle. And Seattle kind of just came in and was... They, they they got it. But again, I'm telling you, it's because they wanted it in an untraditional market before they put one in Quebec. I believe that is the reason why they decided to go to Seattle instead. They want to try and grow within the uh, Pacific Northwest market out there in that, in, in that area. So uh, when it comes to Quebec City, though, if you're relocating, different story. If you're relocating... You want to go to a market that you know is going to be successful because they're not necessarily paying the, I think it was it $800 million that Seattle paid the league to expand there. You're not paying that expansion fee anymore, which means that you need to be able to actually pull your weight and sell tickets and sell jerseys and sell TV deals and rights. And I think that Quebec, that would make a little bit of sense there. Right, like Quebec City um, was a, a big hockey market back in the day. Obviously, you know Sundin and Joe Sackick and Forsberg. You know, we always think about those those players, and uh, I I I think that at some point they will end up with another NHL team. Could it be the Coyotes? Perhaps, very well could be. So that's one team. That's probably. I mean. If it's if another team's going to come to Canada, it'll probably be within the GTA area. Maybe you know could even go as far as London or Hamilton. Uh, You know, probably one of those cities in in southwestern Ontario ish. I would assume, Um, and then Quebec City would be the other Canadian city that I could see getting a team. I, I. I don't know if we see one in 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 Saskatchewan. Probably not. I mean, they're pretty hardcore with their CFL there. I don't know if there's enough population to support an NHL franchise uh, over there. There's a lot of rural uh, cities. I don't know if we get one out east in like Moncton, New Brunswick, or you know Halifax. I, I I haven't heard anything about them being able to support a team or wanting to bring in an NHL team. So I doubt that happens. Which means Quebec City. And somewhere within the, the Toronto, London, Hamilton, Niagara area potentially could be a relocation option. Then there's two other options in the States. The biggest one and the one that I think is being talked about most as like a most likely scenario here for the Coyotes is actually in Houston, Texas. The NHL, I think, wants to get out to, to to Texas. Like they've got the Dallas Stars, and they're doing their thing. But I think they want to develop a little bit more throughout that state because, well, let's face it, there's there's a lot of people who've moved out to to, to Texas. Like that's a massive state at this point, big population. I think that you go out there, you get your roots in Houston. Yeah, you're battling with with you know basically all the other teams you got the Houston Texans you got the Houston Rockets you got the 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 Houston Astros so there's a lot of competition but i think that they want to go to untraditional markets like like i said to try and build stuff there try and build the market base and I think I build a fan base within like a small market, and they could probably do that if they move out to to Houston. And I think they have an arena that's ready for it. There was discussions about how Houston could potentially be uh, an expansion franchise over Seattle, and that never ended up coming to fruition. But I think Houston, Texas, wants an NHL team. I think they'll eventually get an NHL team, as the as the NHL wants to be more populated in southern markets. And with just one inside the state of Texas, in in Dallas, I think they could get another one in Houston. And uh, I think it'd be a good fan base. Because the Dallas fan base, pretty good. Pretty good. They've got some diehards there as well. The other one that I've heard is Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City, there used to be a team, the Kansas City Scouts. Uh, an old family friend of mine was drafted, uh, Wilf Paymont, also former Maple Leaf, great. Uh, the original 99, as he always told me. Uh, <laughs> he always says, yeah, it was the original 99. Gretzky was uh, was my protege. He's the one who wanted to be just like me when he grew up, so he wore 99. It's like, okay, Wilf, okay. But uh, he's he's a, he's a good dude. But he was drafted by the Kansas City Scouts back in 1971. I want to say 71, 70, 71, some early seventies, between seventy and seventy-two. That that one of those three years, anyways. Um, so maybe they get another team back, right? They don't have a lot. They got their football team there, which they love. I mean, they're an amazing team. So why why wouldn't you love them? But outside of that, I mean, they've got they got their college, right? The Kansas Jayhawks. They've got a bunch of others. Like there's just actually, no, Kansas City is in Missouri. Yeah, on the Jayhawks, sorry. I was thinking of the, the state of Kansas. And if you ever want to stump people, the, K- Kansas City is not in Kansas. And I, I knew this, but I just, uh, a little brain fart, but Kansas City is actually in Missouri. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, I mean, but, but, but again, like Missouri, yeah, they've got the St. Louis Blues, but outside of that, um, You know, St. Louis lost their football team. I'll say that, too. But when it comes to Kansas City, they got the Kansas City Royals. They do have the Royals, the baseball team there. And then they have the football team. But could they house a hockey team? Perhaps. You don't hear much about Missouri hockey players, right? Like, you just don't hear a lot about it. Um. So perhaps you put one in that market and that kind of helps things. I don't know. Those are kind of the four cities that have been talked about and linked to potential uh, either expansions or relocation cities. So would make some sense uh, for those. Like a couple of them would make sense from a, a financial perspective because you know there's a built-in fan base. But then a couple of them make sense because you're just trying to grow a fan base in a non-traditional market, which also is something that the NHL, and uh, Gary Bettman specific, is kind of always tried to do himself. So those are kind of the uh, the options I think uh, that will be presented uh, if the Coyotes are unable to stay in the uh, in the Phoenix area or in the state of Arizona. Again, they want to. I don't know if it can happen. I just I'm just not sure. And if so, I'd be shocked if it wasn't one of those four or five cities that I just mentioned uh, who are the beneficiary beneficiaries of uh, the. Phoenix, Arizona uh, loss. Um, On the other side, I'll let you know how this factors into why the Toronto fans should be somewhat excited about this. (laughs) I'll explain that when I come back here in the Locked On Lease podcast. Auto are always reliably low, and the same for the professionals as the do it yourselfers. So, why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or your truck and write locked on on their How'd You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts a car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Bilt Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever did you know that the Bilt Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time only right now They've got grasshopper cookie. It is phenomenal. And when you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about all of their favorites. If you don't know the Bilt Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. You got coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. So there's something for everyone. And know this, my favorite flavor, the peanut butter brownie. It is fantastic. And if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors that we provide. And not only are the Bilt Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. They're great for the health conscious guy or gal, but also good for the keto diet. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, just 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. Order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like and get it now. Go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at com. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Lease Podcast. Mike DiStefano here, the host of this show, Uh, chatting a little bit about how the Arizona Coyotes are... Well, on the verge of losing their team, it looks like they lost their lease agreement to the arena um, starting uh, after this season. So they'll be able to play out this year at the arena. But then going forward, unable to reach an agreement between the team, the city, and the arena. Uh, so they, they're going to be homeless after this year, which kind of makes some people believe that this could be the final straw and the uh, Coyotes could find themselves elsewhere uh, outside of the desert. And if that happens, If that happens and the Coyotes are no longer in Arizona, no longer in Phoenix, Scottsdale, Glendale, anywhere. They find themselves out of the state. That could be a blessing to Toronto Maple Leafs fans. A blessing. Because what is the one thing, the one thing that people have always said about Austin Matthews since the second he signed his contract here with the Leafs a couple of years back. So they signed a five-year deal. Once the contract is up, He's going to go running back home to Arizona. Going to be the local boy. Going to bring that team all the way to Stardom. Bring a cup to the desert. That was the story that people were spinning as to why he signed himself a five-year deal. The fact that right when he can, right when his his RFA years are done, he's hitting the market, going home to Arizona, and he's just going to play hockey and hopefully bring a cup and, and win with the Yotes. If that is no longer an option... Because Arizona no longer has a hockey team, we don't have to have that fear anymore, Lee fans. (laughs) We do not. Now, I mean, he still could very well hit the market and leave, but now the threat of him going home is gone. Like, that would be gone, which is the biggest threat, in my opinion. Because if he sticks around here, he'll probably have a better chance to win. He'll probably make more money. At that point, he'll you know, he's been making a life here in Toronto the last four years, and this is probably his second home. And if there's no hockey team to go back and play for, there's no hometown team, no hometown story, maybe he sticks around in Toronto for the rest of his career. He could be doing that anyways. I mean, this is more so always just a, a fabricated story made by fans and media that he always, that he wants to go home. He's never explicitly said this, but that threat was always there, and now we don't have to worry about it. Well, we won't have to worry about it if, indeed, the Coyotes uh, end up relocating to a different city. So... There's a little bit of gold at the end of the rainbow here for Leaf fans. But uh, obviously for Arizona slash Phoenix Coyote diehards, uh, definitely a, a, an upsetting day, I'm sure, for them. Um, Austin Matthews also named the cover athlete for NHL 2022, or NHL 22, uh, the second time in three years that he's been named the cover athlete. Uh, They're just kind of cycling back and forth between him and Ovechkin, I guess, at this point. Uh, I don't know why they chose him for another time. It really doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, you could go McKinnon. You could go with a goalie, maybe like Vasilevsky, if you want to even, you know, do that. Uh, Matt Barzell, like there's just, I don't know why I said Barzell, but, you know, there's so many players that you could do. Carey Price, put Carey Price back on there. You know, he just went, took his team to a Stanley Cup final. Why don't you put Victor Hedman on 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 the cover? That guy's an absolute animal. Kucherov point like there's so many other players that could have been chosen instead of doing Matthews for you know a second time in three years. But hey, I mean Sidney Crosby would have made some sense for Pete's sake. But uh, yeah, it is what it is. I suppose um, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. But I just thought it was. Ah just kinda interesting, just dumb to be honest by e a sports uh not that it matters, like I don't think they're they sell any more uh copies of the game based on who the cover athlete is. I mean realistically, most people nowadays probably just download the digital copy and actually don't even have the covers, so it doesn't even matter <laughs> but but uh regardless, it's going to be Austin Matthews. Once again. Okay, a couple other uh, little uh, loose ends here about just some NHL news that I want to touch on today. Um, the St. Louis Blues reportedly interested in Zedano Chara, which is interesting. Interesting, interesting. So Big Z might be returning for another season in the NHL. I wonder if the Leafs would be interested in Chara. Like, probably not. They've got themselves. Uh like seven or eight NHL defensemen. I, I I don't know if they'll add another one to the mix, but I mean if Big Z comes a knock, and you probably entertain that idea. That being said, I believe the reason why he left Boston was because he wanted to be a nightly fixture in the lineup. I don't think he's that here in Toronto. And if that's gonna be part of the criteria, part of the, the demands to signing him, probably not gonna happen here but I guess could potentially happen in St. Louis. Um... The other thing I want to get to, actually, is the, uh, the Buffalo Sabres first-round pick, defenseman Owen Power, electing to return to the University of Michigan for a sophomore season instead of coming out and playing for the Sabres uh, in his draft plus one year, his rookie year, 18 year. We, we don't see this happen very often. The last time that we saw this happen where a player went back to playing uh, in, in the NCAA, going back to college, was 2006. So since 2006 the first overall pick has always played his rookie season. This is the first time that this has not happened since 2006. Now, some people are taking this in a in a really weird way. Some people are looking at this as Owen Power um, doesn't like Buffalo and 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 he's going to try and like lindros his way out of Buffalo. Um I, I don't I don't see it. I know I don't see it that way at all actually. I don't think that Owen Power looks at it and say, like if he let's say the Maple Leafs ended up drafting Owen Power, I still think he makes his decision. Basically is what I'm trying to say. I don't think this is because he doesn't believe in 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 what's going on in, in Buffalo, and he just says, alright, I'm just going to not come back here. Maybe they can trade me or do something, uh, but I'm going to go to college for another year and, and figure out my situation later. Don't think that's the case. I think Owen Power realizes that he's not quite NHL ready yet, and he would be best off with another year of development uh, as a young 18-year-old kid, um, got one more season under his belt, uh, and then come out next year where he's more prepared, more seasoned to play in the NHL. I've spoken to numerous, numerous scouts, and they told me leading up to the draft they didn't actually believe that Owen Power was quite ready to be an NHL regular. And if you're not going to be a regular in the lineup, then there's probably no point in an 18 year old being a healthy scratch. There's no point in this 18 year old being, um, you know not playing on a nightly basis either. So if those are your two options or the AHL, he's deciding just to go back to school. like he's just not ready for pro hockey, he believes or he could he could just get better and then next year, just be that much of a better player. And really, you know, hit the ground running with the Sabres. I mean, they're probably not going to be a good team this year anyways. So he probably sees that. But this isn't all bad for Buffalo either. Like, you think about it, now this means that his whole contract slides an extra year, and they'll get an extra year of prime power. That's pretty good, right? Doesn't have to go through some rookie growing pains this season with a terrible team. Maybe, you know, they, they fix themselves, they grow a little bit this year, and then when he returns for the 22-23 season... He's more mature. He's going into a, a better team with a better culture that's set. And, and you know, like I said, it's the ground running. I don't think this is a bad, a bad move at all. And that's a stacked team over Michigan. If you're unaware of this Michigan Wolverines team, boy, I mean, they have Owen Power, who went number one in the draft this year, Maddie Beneers, who went number two in the draft this year, Kent Johnson, who went number five in the draft this year. Five? Five? I believe five. Yes, yes, I think so. Five, fifth or sixth in the draft this year. Luke Hughes, who went fourth in the draft this year. You got Dylan Duke, who was a draft pick this season. Thomas Bordeau, a draft pick a couple of years ago, and uh, you know so much more good, talented players. They've got themselves a heck of a lineup. They have a chance to to win the Frozen Four, win it all, um, and maybe even this is an opportunity for him this year if if you know there's no COVID restrictions. For uh, for doing the uh, the the World Junior Championships, there's no COVID restrictions, no bubbling up. Maybe this year he'll be able to go and play in the junior tournament, and that was an issue because he didn't go play last year for Canada. Maybe now this allows him to get an opportunity to go and play in that junior tournament, something that you know most Canadians dream about doing in their entire uh, you know young. Hockey career, so it's not a terrible thing that Owen Power is electing to go to uh, back to school and play out the year in the NCAA. Um, It may actually be best for both parties, the Sabers and Owen Power and his development. All right, that's to do it for me here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked on Leafs podcast on all podcast platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show at Locked on Leafs. I'll be back with another episode later in the week, but until then, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs.